welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. You're listening to the Lunch Hour Anime Special. I'm Rage. And I'm Jolly. This week we watched Tiger and Bunny, The Beginning. This is a Night of the Living Geeks podcast. Check out our past episodes of the show at notlg.com. And support this program and the network today at patreon.com slash notlg. So, it's just like football, right? Where, say the quarterback's doing a play-action pass, right? And the target goes to hand the football off to the running back. And the camera follows the running back for a bit, right? Before it goes back to the, like, before the cameraman realizes that the quarterback still has the football. And then the camera will pan back to the quarterback. It's just like that. When they swap and you don't, like, you're saying it takes forever for them to realize. It's taking for, no, it's taking the heroes forever to realize, which is essentially what the running back, like, like you said, the running back... Bites on the play, the the linebacker, yeah, the, whatever. The, so the line, see, so the like the cameraman like goes back and forth, and the, but the we're getting the cameraman's perspective. We're like, of course, of course, it's the quarterback. Like you, we get to see the whole field, but the linebacker who's in the play, yeah, but bites on the play action and never realizes the running back never has the but football. But the football doesn't just teleport here. The guy has an obvious swap power, but none and, of I, them are I, and I'm it. and I'm failing to see how a camera that's on a blimp, really high up, which is getting a very large point of view, isn't seeing the, just the teleport between the two. I'm, well, fa- I'm failing to see that. Like, I can understand the heroes not knowing because they're the, they're the linebacker who's basically just killed the running back. Yeah. So, I mean, but, okay, so the, 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 so we both, like, understand why the heroes are getting duped, right? Because, yeah. like, especially when there was a car chase, like, and they were into the old grandma. They're like, what the hell is the grandma doing here? And I guess they don't—they don't have time to ask the grandma and, and interview her, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> They're on a chase. But I'm just—and just, he—and the, the the guy running waits until he's out of sight to do it too. True. I mean, and that was true in the beginning, but now that he's in a in an amusement park with yeah, tons of people. Yeah. When he was when he was skating down when he stole the thing and he was just skating down this kind of half halfway abandoned highway, which has uh, some construction going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's easy to get away with. When he's in a very busy, very well lit central area, is where I fail to see how. Yeah. And like even with Agnes, Agnes. It, it, well, first off, for all the praise that people, you know, we had in the last show about her, she's a complete idiot here. <laughs> how is how is she not able to grasp? I mean, she hangs out with Next all the time, which means she's seen probably tons almost, of powers. Yeah, almost every power under the sun. Yeah. So how is she not staring at this guy and going, "Hey, now I see that," but it's also at the same time, it's it's. I know that she wants ratings and stuff, but at no point does she go, heroes, I kind of figured this out. I mean, I guess for ratings, yeah, but I mean, give them like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then, because she said right out, if this thing leaves, people will lose. Because it's, it's the trophy, it's the hero's trophy or something that yeah. Mr. Legend. Symbol Mr. of justice. Yeah, symbol of justice that Mr. Legend. Which is so dumb. <laughs> I hate that. If they get stolen, people will lose faith in heroes. No, they're going to lose faith in heroes if tons of people die, not if like a little statue gets stolen. <laughs> but he, okay, so even then, she puts on this thing, like, and it, it doesn't sound like it's some stupid show stipulation. She's, she's literally like, it sounds like she's literally, yeah. if, if this is gone, you heroes are gonna, they're gonna lose faith in you guys. So, even if she wants to dial up the drama for like 5, 10, 15 minutes, at some point she's gotta go, okay, well, if the heroes, 
the people lose the heroes. Um, lose faith in the heroes. We lose ratings, and I'm fired. Maybe I should tell them what he's doing. <laughs> so maybe she should be telling what he's doing. But the fact that she's an idiot with all these camera angles, can't figure it out, is kind of dumb. See, okay. So all the camera angles on the show are tight angles, right? So I'm I'm with you for a lot of this. Like e- even when it's um, Dragon Kid and Rock Bison, mm-hmm. right? It's tight camera. So you're just on Rock Bison and you're just on Dragon Kid, and then Dragon Kid jumps off and hits Rock Bison in the head, right? So like even there, I like tight angles. It's it's not a like a huge teleport or behind a barrier. So you just figure maybe Dragon Kid missed the angle and hit him, right? So it's tight. Okay, okay, but follow me, right? The one where I'm with you, though, is when we get to Sky High, and Sky High is all of a sudden in the cage. Mm-hmm. Like, now it's blatantly obvious for her. There's a barrier in between, tons of people around. Like, there's no reason not to have figured it out by now. So we stopped right before Kotetsu was going to jump in. Yeah. So the, the good thing about Kotetsu with his experience, he waits and watches the situation a little bit and figures out a way to... Like, he doesn't all... like. Half and half. Sometimes he'll jump in, but I don't know. No, he, he jumps in. He's an idiot. He, he would have yeah. jumped in right then and there. But he is smart enough and experienced enough to realize... Maybe there's something funky going probably, on. Probably. He's, he's smart enough to realize what's going on. Yeah. Like how he did with that... I forget what the fight was, but the guy who could read minds... Yeah. Or even just the statues in this one. He's the only one who's like, maybe it's the kid. Mm, like, yeah. the statue's holding someone, and Barnaby's like, no, he's obviously a hostage. <laughs> It Kotetsu's just kind of like... Or no, mm. Barnaby was the one who said it might be a next. He's the one controlling Was it? it. Yeah, and Kotetsu was like, no, we need to save him. Oh. Or was it the other way? I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. But either, Kotetsu's the one who's like, we need to, like, don't arrest him. Like, talk him down and do it peacefully and calmly, and we'll be fine. <laughs> that was Kotetsu. That was, that was Kotetsu. That was, Kotetsu. He, that was his experience coming in, because I also think, like, if Barnaby arrests him, that kid's probably going to be bitter. And do you really want about 20 years, 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. a, a, a next that can move statues as a as a villain rather than hero? Yeah, yeah and now he's know. just a kid. He was doing all this damage completely unfocused. Like, he, imagine if he, tw- 20 years in prison, he comes out powerful and focused and ability powerful. And, yeah. yeah, and he only did this <laughs> because he was some bullied, um, ostracized kid and just wanted to wreck things and yeah. get angry. What happens when he focuses all that on actual terrorism or, or crimes and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of Well, fun. and Kotetsu, like, is a father and he realizes this kid's just making a dumb mistake and, you know, he doesn't want this kid to be put away for ten years of mm-hmm. his life just because he's making a dumb mistake and he happens to have powers. So this is... Ha- like, if this kid didn't have power, he would write an emo journal and be done with it. But <laughs> because this kid has powers, he can do something about it. Well, yeah, and Kotetsu's the only one with kids. So, yeah. like, everyone, even the producer, doesn't have any kids. Yeah, so none of them have that kind of perspective. So they don't know what's going on at all. They, they just yeah. think it's a kid, arrest him, make your points. Yeah. He's the only one who sees the bigger picture. But I'm, st- I'm still, like, I'm still annoyed that Agnes, Little Miss, brilliant producer, can't can't see this like i mean at the end she's like what's going on it's like no no even the dragon kid camera angle you're talking well, she, about how how does even if it's like say the camera's focused on rock bison and he's just standing there and he's saying his his piece and then you were talking about how the camera kind of in football it, it follows the play action yeah well the camera is going to be focused on where rock bison is and when he does a flip, suddenly the culprit's going to be there. See, but no, it's not, it, would, it wouldn't have been on Rock Bison when that happened. Because that's from Dragon Kid. So Rock Bison's standing away, and Dragon Kid is above and going to jump down. So it's on Rock Bison posturing, and then it cuts over to Dragon Kid, who then jumps off. And as So then it's watching her jump off, 
and then hits him. Are you, and so the camera's not looking at Rock Bison at all. Are you telling me that they don't have a dedicated camera to each hero? They might, but this is a chase scene. Who knows if they're all caught up? Um, well, I'm saying that she, if, if they all have a dedicated camera on each hero, which means that there has to be someone watching Rock Bison the whole time. Because that's how, you got to have them watching the whole time if you want to cut this up and have an amazing show. In terms of like after the DVD sales, so you have the, <laughs> so you have the rock bison, yeah. you have the rock bison being launched out of his cannon, which is amazing. Yes, I really wish that was in the regular show. Yeah, so he's getting he's getting launched out of this catapult, and then lands on the thing, and then beats a guy up. How you you've got to have a camera on him all the time in order to make a, a ridiculous like. DVD best of Rock Bison at the end of the season. So I'm telling <laughs> Rock Bison season 32 yeah. best of. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'd buy it. Um, so I, I fail to see how they don't have a camera dedicated each hero. And then the guy who's watching a camera, unless it's some sort of AI, like they have a chip in their armor or in there somewhere that just automatically snaps to wherever they are, I fail to see how the cameraman who's point- focusing on where he is. And then suddenly Rock Bison just gets turned into this lanky dude with skates. Yeah. I fail to see how they don't figure it out earlier. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that's an assumption that we don't get in the show, right? We only ever see, like, three or four different camera angles. And, Mike, and they're all aerial. All the camera angles for the show. Right? So it's it, it might be just a matter of maybe there is a dedicated one for each, but you only got so many, so many helicopters. Right? Maybe, like, Dragon Kid's helicopter's in, and Rock Bison's is circling around waiting for something to happen, like... I don't think they would have, what is that, eight? Because there's eight heroes? There's seven plus the duo, or six and the duo. So six, seven, eight. So there's that's eight helicopters going around, and maybe a blimp, because we've seen a blimp. Like, that's crowded airspace, man. You can't actually have all eight of them around this chase scene at any given point in time. I fail to see how a, a, someone like Hero TV, the guys who run Hero TV, wouldn't care about, how they wouldn't care about safety and just have... Eight helicopters. Because you have two helicopters running into each other. Well, they don't care. They want ratings. No, okay. The helicopters, no, 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 no. no. There's, there's a matter of fact. The helicopters run into each other. That's another opportunity for the heroes to be heroic. No, And, and no. You, you, you raise your ratings and bam. No, that's the cost of a helicopter that you just <laughs> lost. <laughs> if the ratings are high. Also, the insurance from the dead people on the helicopter. If the ratings are high enough, they'll do anything. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's still a business. <laughs> it's still a business, and you don't want to lose a helicopter and pay life insurance for the four crew members on it. Also, then you have four dead employees, so the, the rest of your <laughs> helicopter crews are going to be pissed. No, no, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense, right? The other thing, what I did like in this is um, we actually see more of their personality a little bit, like Rock Bison. <laughs> we never got to see in the show. I think Rock Bison's ability outside of his armor. Did we ever get to see that? No. And so it's nice to know that what he, what he does. That, so his, his base power is he's Colossus, mm-hmm. right? Basically rock hard. So then all the clumsy shit from the show makes more sense, right? Because you can be clumsy if your power is in vulnerability, right? <laughs> like when he runs and hits a light post or whatever, he doesn't feel it. So he doesn't, like, he doesn't have a sense of self-preservation because he's made of rock. <laughs> so it's fine. Like it, it gives a it gives a, a, a in canon excuse for his clumsiness, and we also get to see Sky High's ability. I thought it was just a dude with a jetpack who can fling air, but it's actually just he can float. Yeah, but he, he can't control it, which is why he needs a jetpack. Yeah, <laughs> no, and that makes sense because like a jetpack enough to like propel you the way he gets propelled would be really really powerful. But if he just negates gravity just with its power, the jetpack doesn't have to be all that powerful. 
No, he he has to have some kind of wind power too. It can't be just floating. Well, that's what he said. Like he won't. Oh, that's that's why the other day when you were um, yesterday when the, he had the two people that he saved and they were just floating there and you were like, why doesn't he move them off to land? Because he can't. He's only making them float because his power is just floating. So there you go. Because yesterday you were asking when we were watching it, like, why doesn't he save them or put them on a ledge or something? Like, he can't. All he can do is levitate them. <laughs> he literally can do nothing else. That's perfect. That's good. Because now we have a reason for why it was that way before. And it's funny to see um, how weeaboo that one guy is. Yeah, yeah, Origami Cyclone. Origami Cyclone. I mean, I knew, I knew he was... Like a big yeah, because everybody else forgets suiting up him. We just get him <laughs> meditating. Meditating, but not only that, he has his his civilian Meditum, attire. The noise. Yeah, his civilian attire is a jacket that says Japan and has cherry blossoms all over yes. it. <laughs> and uh, far be it from me, far be it from me, to make fun of him, me Captain Weeboo over here. But I think that's a little excessive. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's the same reason you didn't like um the the guy on uh, Gundam. Build Fighters, too. Oh, Weeaboo Kid? Yeah, yeah, Samurai Boy, I think they yeah. called him. What was his name? Nils? I don't remember. Nils? Nils, yeah, Nils Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit over the top. A little over the top. <laughs> the Origami Cyclone, he's, he's cut way into that mold. He's a blonde, blue-eyed, but, you know, total total Japanophile, yeah. Japanophile but, whatever. I mean, that's the thing. Is this movie, I think, is supposed to be like a standalone introduction to the show? So, like, if you like this, these characters and the way they interplay, then you kind of have a way in. Like, you get a little bit of Blue Rose's personality. But the problem is, I think it makes... Origami Cyclone has a couple good episodes and good personality in the show, but it kind of, like, reduces his character here to just that weeaboo trope. And same thing, like, Fire Emblem in the show has some really good character development that happens. But in this, he's just transgender... Super... Super flaming. flaming yeah, exactly, unfortunately. Flaming, flame character. Yeah. Like... It's too, it's too over the top stereotypey, tropey. Like it kind of, re- it's still fun to watch because we have the background of the character I think in the, the show. I think the, the the point of this movie was to catch people who have seen it because if you just look at uh, Fire Emblem or Blue Rose or Origami Cyclone, they're just stock stereotypes on the verge of almost offensive offensivity yeah. or whatever you call it. And I mean, some in this you get you get like. You get a little bit more out of Scott High um, in this just because, like, you get the thing with him only being able to float and him being kind of dumb when they're hanging out together. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that he's kind of not bright. <laughs> like, King of Heroes is not all there. <laughs> it's, an interesting, it's an interesting paradigm because they've expanded on a few of them. They've expanded on a little bit on Blue Rose, mm-hmm. Dragon Kid. Origami Cyclone, a little bit, but a lot of on Sky Eye too, and like especially his powers. But then they've chose uh, Rock Bison, but then they chose to kind of minimize the other ones, like Fire Emblem, like Dragon Kid. We, all she does is kick things and light stuff. Yeah, but she also she looks, she has that like little interaction with Blue Rose, kind of looking up to her because she's the only other female hero. I also like that. I also they did show that interaction because Blue Rose is completely. I'm not into this. LOL, cold and chill to Barnaby, but that's just because he's a rookie and she doesn't care for him. And he, Well, he's also a dick. Yeah, he's also an But like everyone else, she seems to be pretty... Chill. She, yeah, pretty chill. She's cool with him. She's cool with him. <laughs> she, she, um... I don't know any other ice puns. I don't know. But they, but they hang out a lot. Like, like when she, when, when Dragon Kid goes up to Blue Rose, because Blue Rose has to put on her, her makeup before she goes out, because she's got to look good. 
as she's putting on her earrings, Dragon Kid like is like, "Oh wow, look at those!" And I was kind of half expecting Blue Rose to like tell her to piss off, but when she offers like, "Go ahead, you can put it on." Do you want to wear them? You want to try them on? It's it was kind of like, huh? She's actually kind of got a personality. Yeah, well, I mean, in 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 the series, she's got a really good story with Kotetsu too, where they're kind of close mentor friends. Um, but maybe she kind of feels a little something for him. Oh no, she definitely has. She definitely has a feeling for him because at the end of the show, she has like this book that's like how to get older men to let, fall in love with yes. you or something like that. Yes. And that I thought that was kind of a good because she, that was a good development because kind of throughout the show she was that whatever she's only doing this to as an idol to to jumpstart her idol yeah, career. Her career. But with Kotetsu's yeah mentoring and kind of his his personality rubbing off on her, there was that episode where she's trying to just sing, and then she sees everyone having trouble fighting some someone on the TV, well, and then she jumps into action, just like this is this is this is me. I'm doing this. I think I think he resonates for her because like a lot of the other heroes are doing this for points or for a job or to hang out, but Kotetsu's doing it because he's genuine about it. He genuinely wants to be a hero. And she's not doing it for points. She's doing it because she wants to do something she genuinely wants to do. Like, she genuinely wants to be a singer and a pop star. So she wants to be genuine the way Kotetsu is. So it's natural for her to look up to him as a, as a mentor. Like, he has achieved what she wants to be. He's doing what he wants to do in his heart. And she wants to get there, too. But it's like... But it, it feels like a natural progression for her to like him and want to be with him. But I think the the big turning point was when she kind of more or less decided that she was a hero. Like she, she was just doing it to to do get, it to get her career yeah. going, her singing career. But after about what was it midway through, when she kind of did have that pang of heroism in the back of her mind, and she just puts on the puts on the costume. Just because she knows it's like not 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 so much her job, but now it's like her duty and her calling. Mm-hmm. That was a kind of that was a neat moment. I thought. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, it's kind of like. <laughs> no, I do. I do want to see the rest of the fight because we're also we've only got like another twenty five thirty minutes left of this one, mm-hmm. and that includes the credits. And I'm like, is the big bad of really the show really going to be this like? Racery kind of guy with a swap power. You you say that. Like but I, I know it's a movie meant to introduce you to the characters, but I feel like this is not a hmm. it's not a good main villain. Uh, I'm not sure. They did show. Um, I don't know his civilian name, but they did show shots of um, lunatic. I don't I don't know what his civilian ID is, but they did show shots of lunatic. So I have a weird feeling lunatic's going to show up, and this is the quote unquote introduction to lunatic. Because he shows up, what, a third of the way through in the show? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, maybe maybe Lunatic is the one who catches the racer and just kills him. But then, see, then you can't end the movie there. Like, I know the move, this movie is supposed to be kind of like a side or an introduction to the show, or if you like this, check out the series. But, like, it's still got to have a cohesive, closed-off story, at least a little bit. I mean, there's definitely going to be threads hanging there because this ties into a series, but... I'll be really disappointed if the end is the racer guy and catching the Statue of Justice or whatever the hell it is. Like, if that's the big end goal of this film, like, that's that seems anticlimactic and easier even than the heroes and the statue. Like, I would have rather had the statue kid than be the end game. But we've already seen that kid from the well, show. That's the, that's the downside. Well, the, the, big thing about, the big thing about this movie was kind of to show more or less Kotetsu's end, Barnaby's 
meshing as a team. So it might be anticlimactic, so to speak, but if the end fight shows them working together and trusting each other, I think the movie would have done its job. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.